they charge me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Lauren, and I am here with blonde hair, black heart, Blake. Yes. All the bees. <laughs> yeah. So many bees. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, Aww, thank you. For... Thank you for having me. I'm excited oh my... to be here too. Oh my gosh. I'm like so excited. So excited. So for those of you who don't follow Blake, what are you doing? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> what are you doing? We have to talk about that. Go follow him right now. Um, and second, he is the person who interviewed Patrick Summers on his first interview. Yeah. Yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> how, how did that happen? That what's is what so I funny. know. Yeah. Well, what's so funny about it is like, you know, in my mind, I was just thinking like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like what a great moment for me. Not realizing that like to everyone else, they're like, that's a big red flag. <laughs> like the fact that he's going on this guy's podcast is a big red flag. So um, I don't know. It happened really organically um, when all of the like, you know, uh, social media nonsense started between him and Lisa Rinna. I was just commenting on it like I always do. And I was, you know, posting, you know, what I thought are like funny memes and stuff. They and were like, funny. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Confirming about it. <laughs> well, he, he clearly thought they were funny too, because he found them and uh, started sharing them. And that's actually how he and I connected. Like a bunch of my followers started being like, oh my God, that Patrick guy is like reposting your tweets um, onto his Instagram story. So I went and saw it and that's how he and I connected and, and we started following each other. And I just DM'd him and was straight up like, you need to come on my podcast. And he oh responded and was like, name the time. And that, that was kind of it. <laughs> oh my God. That's like, the, you know what? Shoot your shot. I say it all the time. Shoot your shot because look, you shot your shot and you landed a freaking exclusive interview. Like with, I don't even know what to call him. Like, a, a is he a, what a personality? Like what? I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to say. Like he's certainly not a Bravo Leb, but he is now like in the, the Bravo verse forever. Yeah. Like he's, he's, you know, akin to like a Dana Wilkie from Beverly yeah. Hills where like, she's not a Bravo celebrity, but she's there. She's like in the mm -hmm. world. We know who she is. Um, we don't like her, but yeah. she's there, you know? <laughs> so I think, I think he's kind of similar to that. Like he's one of those people that like floats around like the Bravo world. Um, and I mean, I honestly think that he just saw an opportunity for in his mind to like become a Bravo lab and he, and mm. he inserted himself. But I mean, he certainly does not get that official title, at least not for me. No, not for me either. And then I was like, do I call him an influencer? Because I feel like we're all very under his influence right now, but like, yeah, I'm also not buying what he's selling. So. Well, right. I mean, and at this point, I feel like the only thing he could influence me to do is like, I don't know, drive off a cliff because I'd sooner <laughs> do that than like talk to him anymore. Honestly. Um, yeah. he's, oh my God. He's a, you know, I, um, I feel, I feel a little stupid because now looking back, it's just like, yeah, he's a, he's a straight up psychopath. I should have known. I should have known. Well, hindsight's twenty twenty, you know, but like, I mean, I had, I would have done the same thing. Like I would have been like, so 
let's talk about it. Sit down face to face. Tell me what's going on. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you believe? Why wouldn't you believe someone? Exactly. And a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you vet this guy? And I'm like, what is there to vet? Like, literally, there's no information on this guy. Um, And even going into the interview, I I said that to him. My very first question on my podcast interview with him was like, who the hell are you? Because no one knows, you know? Nobody knows. I, I tried, I tried to do my due diligence, but at the end of the day, like I wasn't going to not talk to him, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. Because even though he wasn't who he said he was, unless maybe he is who he said he was, cause I'm still confused. Well, he said, he said he's about like 15 different people. So who the I hell know, knows? I know, he could be that, one of them, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe one, yeah. maybe one, but I'm still confused because I feel like, so when you sat down with him, um, which was our first, like, in, like real deep insight into this whole thing, you know, yes. he, he was saying that Lisa Rinna, no, that Kathy Hilton paid him to do it. Right. Or how did it start? I can't even remember. Yeah. So, so when he came on my podcast, he was still, uh, spinning the story that, um, he and Lisa Rinna were old friends, mm-hmm. um, or they like linked up because he was in the industry and he had been cast to do this reality show. And so right. they had reconnected, um, for him to basically go to her and ask for advice or tips on like what to do on the show or what to expect from the show. Um, and he said that from that like reconnection and that meeting, um, there was like a little tiff where she had said something racially insensitive about him. And now this was, this to me was an exclusive because this was the first time that he or anyone had, um, turned the like racist narrative onto Lisa Rinna. Because if you recall for the past month or two, all of those like racist fingers have been pointing at Kathy Hilton. Yes. So when he said this, I definitely was like, okay, this is uh, an exclusive. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was actually the only clip from my interview that I shared and put out there was of him basically saying Lisa Rinna had said this about me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so basically according to him, she had said something racially insensitive, which then started like, you know, a little trail of gossip and people talking about what was said. And so he then texted her and was just like, you need to stop talking about me or I'm going to expose you. Mm -hmm. And now again, in hindsight, looking back, like I should have had the texts right in front of me because if I had read them, I, I would have been able to, to, to decipher like, okay, well, what you're saying doesn't really add up with like the responses, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, totally my mistake. I know moving forward for the future, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are a lot of things that didn't add up, but this is what he was saying to me on my podcast. Um, he also said that he knows for a fact that Harry Hamlin is gay and they've like yes. been out at the gay clubs together. There were a lot of accusations thrown around um, to, at Lisa Rinna and Harry Hamlin. So from there, I put out the episode. Um, and I, like I said, I put that clip out. I was promoting it. He was promoting it. He was retweeting mm-hmm. stuff that people was saying. He was like screenshotting it and putting it on his Instagram story for hours, like five or six hours after the episode dropped, he was really pushing this narrative. Mm-hmm. And then, um, at about like six or 7 PM my time. So maybe, you know, exactly six hours after I'd put the episode out, 
I got a, a DM from someone with screenshots of a conversation that he had had with another account, your moms are watching. Mm-hmm. And in these screenshots, that's what you were, you were alluding to where he now is saying that Kathy Hilton put him up to this. Um, it was all a ploy to take eyes off of her and put them onto Lisa Rinna. So when I see these screenshots, my initial instinct is like, okay, they're Photoshopped. This is bullshit. He, mm-hmm. you know, he just did this interview with me. He's not going right, to go like, and he looked you in the eyes. Right. Well, and my, my biggest thing uh, in all of this, which I still don't understand is why come clean? Like, mm-hmm. honestly, that doesn't make sense to me. So at the time I was just like, there's no way he wouldn't sit down for this interview, be promoting it. Mm-hmm. And then like, go tell some other random person. Oh, by the way, that's all bullshit. Like, yeah, I, I still don't understand any of that at all. Um, so I sent it to him thinking he was going to respond and just be like, oh yeah, those aren't real. That mm-hmm. person's crazy. But he was just like, yeah, sorry. It's true. I'm a liar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that was that. <laughs> when I saw those messages of him just like openly being like, yeah, uh-huh. I did what I did. I yep. said what I said. I was, I was, I was bewildered, I guess is the word. Like, yeah. Especially because it's like he had just sat down for what we got to see 20 minutes of the interview. I don't know if you, if that was how long you got to talk with him, but like 20 whole minutes of him spinning this story to going into details, like you said, like talking about Harry Hamlin's sexuality, like bringing things into this sphere that like have no business really being in the sphere. Like even, even if. Kathy put him up to this, which is what he told your moms are watching. Even if, why would, why would Harry Hamlin be involved? You know what I mean? Like why bring Harry into it? So it's just like, it's weird that that was the lie that he told you. Like that's a lot of detail and a lot of like new shit to sling. Yeah. And then when your moms are watching DM'd him and he was like, yes, I faked the whole thing. She went on um, Instagram live and was saying that like all these people were going into her comments and were like telling her, oh, this is all fake. You're faking it. Like all this stuff. And he started like posting that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been really hard to keep up. Um, he's, he's told like a dozen different stories and, and they all contradict each other. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, pretty soon after he admitted everything to your moms are watching and then subsequently admitted to me that his admission was true. Mm -hmm. Uh, then he starts taking it back and now he's posting that those DMS were Photoshopped and fabricated and all this. And I'm like, I, I, I DM'd him again at this point. And I was like, dude, you told me these screenshots were real. I sent you these exact screenshots and you responded and said, yes, it's true. Like I still have a, I have a copy of it. I still have it, you know? Um, and he, he never responded to me and then he blocked me. Um, so for the record, he admitted to me that those screenshots, those DMS were legitimate. And to your your point that a lot of people were pointing a finger at your moms are watching. Mm-hmm. I will be totally honest. I I thought she was in on it too at first and I will tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because again, my biggest question, why would he admit this to her? And it's mm-hmm. not not specific to her, but just why would he admit it to anyone else, you know? Right. My my question is 
if he wanted to have this big explosive admission, wouldn't the podcast interview you just did, wouldn't that have been the place to do it? Like why come on a podcast and lie and then admit the truth in a DM later? Like wouldn't right. the, the podcast be the place to like, okay, I'm going to tell my truth now, you know? So that right. didn't make sense. And this other account your moms are watching obviously everyone took the story from her and ran with it. And so her mm -hmm. account has been named everywhere. Page six, Raider Online, Lisa Rinna was reposting it. Like everyone shared it. And yeah. I, I will be totally honest. I got my fair share of attention and I, I like, I live for the applause. So I yep. was into it, but there was a tinge of jealousy and like, Hey, why, why aren't these accounts sharing like my podcast? Like that was an, right. an, 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 an integral part of this entire thing. You it know? was the big kickoff really. Yeah, totally. Because your moms are watching only DM him to question him because of what he said on my podcast. Exactly. Um, so there were, there was definitely a moment where I was like this bitch, she's in on it. They plan this together, you know, so both of them could get their 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, but as soon as he started countering what she was saying and he started you know accusing her of lying and and doctoring the dms and stuff that's when i knew okay she's not in on it they mm -hmm. weren't in the in on this together because now he's turning on her mm -hmm. um so yeah i i think that she is totally innocent um to those who you know suspected her at first i get it i was there too but mm -hmm. i think there was just so much happening and and patrick was pointing fingers every which way mm -hmm. that it was easy for us to just kind of like look in whatever direction he wanted us to look but i firmly believe at this point that that your moms are watching was not involved at all um and honestly she did a, a really great job of like Megan King Edmondsing the shit out of him, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, um, I, I've DM'd with her before. Like when I started my account, we started DMing and she's, your moms are watching has never given me like spilling the tea in a bad way kind of vibes, you know, like yeah. she posts about mm -hmm. like her life working in the industry and stuff, right. but you know, she's never really felt like a liar to me or anything. So when totally. she posted that and people were like, oh, she's lying, she's lying. I'm like, no, I, it has to be him because he's like making so much craziness out of the story that it's like, now nobody knows what's going on. It's like, oh, well, he, he said this over here, but we're actually not even going to really talk about that because she DM'd it. Like why I I'm right, I'm right there with you. Like, I don't understand why your interview with him didn't get like so much attention because that's where like the whole foundation of the lie lied. Yeah. And, and it's, it's so weird. I've tried to like, you know, wrap my head around all of this and, and think like a sociopath, which is <laughs> surprisingly, <laughs> surprisingly difficult for me, you know, yeah. um, but <laughs> I, I like, you know, I'm trying to figure out like what was going through this guy's head and like, what yeah. was his plan? Um, and, and there are just so many things that like he, he couldn't have predicted. So I, I am firmly now of the belief that he inserted himself in, into some drama and, and just kind <sighs> of took us all, including himself on like a very bumpy wild ride. And I don't think that there was much of a plan. I think mm -hmm. he was just kind of like rolling with whatever punches. And that's why so much of what he did and said is like so stupid because mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't, 
I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, like he couldn't have predicted that Lisa Rinna was going to post a phone number. So like that right out the gate, like, you know, he couldn't have planned that. He couldn't have predicted that. I mean, I, he could have predicted that people were going to want to talk to him. Like, obviously I think, you know, he could have assumed that, Um, Mm -hmm. but he, he couldn't have predicted that like, after he did a podcast that people would then come into his DMs to question him, you know? So like right, there right. were just so many things that like, if this was all planned out some master plan, like it just relied on too many other people doing things. And I think that's initially why I was like, okay, she has to be in on it because like, mm-hmm. that's a key, a key part of the master plan is like her sliding into his DMs and him revealing this to her. But now I don't think that there was a plan. I think she really did listen to the podcast and was just like, what the fuck? This guy's crazy. And, Mm -hmm. you know, then it just kind of snowballed. Yeah. I mean, it took off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it was wild. Like the night, everything. So Thursday night, Thursday is when I put the interview with him out. And that's kind of when like everything, you know, shit hit the fan that evening. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's the night Lisa Rinna shared my like, video where I kind of, I, it wasn't my like official apology video because I did apologize guys. I have to put it out there that like, I felt really bad about my part in all of this and giving this guy a platform. So I did put out like an official apology, but you couldn't have known that he was going to do this. I know he really had me fooled. Um, but still I, I, I felt like I owed everyone an apology Mm -hmm. and I stand by that. Um, but before I put that out, I just put out like a little clip when all of this was like first, you know, kind of falling into my lap just being the it's like a 15 second clip of me basically just like scratching my head and being like yeah. what is happening um but Lisa Rinna shared it and so that kind of you know obviously then my my dms were crazy my notifications were crazy <laughs> and I was just like up for like I I'm I'm old. I go to bed at like nine every night, but that (laughs) night I was up until like 1am just like talking to people and DMing with people and like all of this shit. And my sweet husband is like sound asleep next to me, has no idea any of this is happening. Oh my God. Didn't know like that the guy lied to me, didn't know that I was on Lisa Rinna's story. None of this. He wakes up the next morning. Right. Right. And he wakes up the next morning and sees that like my little video now has like 110,000 views on it. And he's just like, what? did I miss? <laughs> and I, I was like, I wish I could tell you. I honestly don't even have an answer. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> right, right. I might have been conned. <laughs> yeah, no, in my best Vicky voice, I was conned. I know, I was conned. <laughs> oh my God. Um, did you uh, ever reach out to Lisa Rinna? I did. Um, she hasn't seen any of my DMs. Uh, so someone else must have sent her that clip of me that she shared because she didn't like you could, I would be able to see if she saw it because I tagged her in it. Um, so someone else must've sent that to her, but I did DM her. And I said, I was like, I'm the guy who interviewed Patrick. I'm the guy who put out that clip of him saying you're racist. And I am really sorry about that. Like I didn't, I I took full ownership. I didn't want to go hide behind anything. Like I, you know, um, I take full accountability for that. And so I didn't, DM her and apologize. Um, and then I also, you know, per- gave a like personalized apology to her on my podcast as well, yeah. just because I really do want everyone to know that like, 
while yes, I can, you know, make uh, lemons out of lemonade or, you know, to, to be like Shannon Bedore when life hands me lemons, I put nine in a bowl. Yeah. So <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make light of all of this and we can have some fun with it. And obviously, like I, like I said, I've been enjoying the attention, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want people to think that I'm just like lapping this all up or that this right. was some, something that I was in on or something that I endorse at all. I don't. Right. This guy's a psychopath. I hope to never have like a pathological liar on my podcast again, yeah. unless I know he's a pathological liar at, right. like, beforehand. Right. You know, like had I known, like had he just given, given me a heads up, like, yo, question everything I say. Yeah. We probably We could have had a better interview, you know? <laughs> yeah. It would have been like a little more like I would have really gotten in there, you know, if you know that. I know. And, and now I think now that I've had this experience, mm-hmm. I will be more comfortable, um, being, not like hard on my guests, but like, you know, if, if something they say doesn't make sense, like I'm going to question it from now on, but you know, I'm still like a a newer podcast. I'm still, you know, just starting to make a name for myself with these guests that I'm bringing on. And at the time, like for all I knew, everything he was saying was true. He does know Lisa Rinna. He is going to be on a show moving forward. So like, I don't want to piss this guy off. I don't want to piss anyone off, you know? Right. Um, so I was really trying to be respectful and not question him. Now I know, question everything. <laughs> question everything. Everything, yes. everyone. Yeah, no, red flags Trust everywhere. no one ever. Number Honestly. one rule. <laughs> yeah, number one rule of podcasting moving yeah. forward. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, I mean, after all that though, like he even, he did, did you see his newest Instagram live where he sat down in front of that giant curtain? Yeah, it was so weird. So like, first of all, I, ha- I have- I don't know, because even when I did my interview with him, a lot of people commented on his background in that too, because he was in front of this huge like shelving unit, but there was Mm -hmm. nothing on the shelves. There was like one, like one tiny little plant and maybe like one little book. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, like commenting even before he admitted the lie, but they were commenting being like, something's off with this guy because he doesn't have anything on his shelves. You know, like that's (laughs) how you know he's a psycho. Um, But this (laughs) second video too, it's like, it's like some weird, like, ransom video like it's yes. him in front of this giant wall with just like a curtain pulled in front of it um dark yeah, in the room yeah very odd he rambles on for about five minutes um what's really interesting about it is like the focus of his whole um I mean I think this is supposed to be his like f- final exclusive like you know last word on the matter or whatever mm-hmm. um but all he really talks about is like his family and how now he needs to protect his family. Right. But I'm thinking to myself, like no one, no one dragged your family into this. No one really cares about your family. Right. But, but you're making your family look really stupid right now. You know? Yes. Um, yes. At one point he mentions that his dad like works for some like diabetes organization. And then he goes on like a, like literally like a 30 or 45 second little tangent where he's like explaining to the viewer what, diabetes is it's like (laughs) what does this have to do with like you doxing lisa rinna like it was so weird once again he's like just trying to get us to look every everywhere but at him Mm -hmm. um he brings up how like you know since all of this came out it's been revealed that he's adopted and like no one knows he's adopted and like i never heard that i didn't hear that 
either. But what's interesting is, you know, after he put this out, I saw someone post and was like, dude, I found your mom's Facebook and she talks about you being adopted like all the time. Like it's not a secret, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think he's just finding any way to make himself into a victim. Yeah. And something that I've pointed out a lot, um, and I, I posted a little video about it on Twitter too, after I watched his, you know, like both bullshit, uh, video. Um, but I was like, there's, there's no remorse, you know, there's absolutely no remorse from this guy. And no matter which story you want to believe, whether it's story a, that Kathy Hilton paid him or it's story B that he acted alone and, and Lisa Rinna just like turned on him or story C that Lisa Rinna actually paid him to do this. Like no matter which, which way you look, it's not right. And like, no matter what, justification he's going to give, there should be an apology attached to it. It should be, I did this because, Mm -hmm. you know, Lisa Renna paid me, but I'm so sorry I did it. I shouldn't have done it. You know, all he's saying is like, well, it's not my fault. You know, why are you guys looking at me? Like I'm adopted and my dad knows what diabetes is. Like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sorry, I didn't know what diabetes was. Like, we all know what diabetes is. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's, it's all very weird. A lot of deflecting, a lot of gaslighting. Um, Mm -hmm. He's, yeah, he's just like a very manipulative, um, sociopath. I like, I, you know, I'm no doctor, but But, he checks all the boxes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like just a very rough estimate. Yes. You're a sociopath. Yeah. But the other (laughs) thing he was like talking about, and I can't remember if it was like, now this is all like mumbled up. I can't remember if it was in your interview or his ransom video, but he was, (laughs) (laughs) he was saying that he's like a mega PR person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he's definitely said that in my interview and then he's kind of, that's like one, one through line, you know, like one thing that stayed consistent is that he's like some marketing genius for like all these celebrities. But again, how genius of a marketer are you if like you had some secret plan and now like all of it is revealed? And once again, that leads me to my original question, which is if any of these things were true, like if anyone hired you as a client, why are you going and revealing all of this to your moms or watching? That doesn't make sense. None of that makes sense. Like to this day, the biggest question mark of all of this is why come clean? And the right. only answer, the only answer I can think of is that he wanted the attention. Mm-hmm. That's literally the only answer is that he yeah. just wanted people to talk about him. And yeah. we're, look what we're doing. We're still talking about him. I mean, and I will keep talking about <laughs> yeah, it because I'm right? still fascinated. Like I know. I'm disgusted with myself. Me too. People, people keep saying to me, like, you just need to let it go. Stop giving him light. And I was like, no, like, and especially because like, I'm a little part of this. So like, I'm going to milk it for all the time. Yeah, no, 100%. (laughs) Like put this on my tombstone. Interviewed Patrick Summer, RIP. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16 year old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message. A message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life, it's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. 
no, for real, for real, for real. Like I just can't even, I can't even just get over the whole thing. Like it, it baffles me. He, he said that he was, um, in like a magazine of being like one of the top 50 under 50. So I'm like, okay, well, was it Forbes? Like that's only 50 under 50. I know. So I looked it up, nothing like I Googled him, nothing like there's literally nothing on the internet about this man. Yeah. At all. Well, there, exactly. And and like I said, I had tried to do my due diligence. I Googled him. I tried mm-hmm. to look this stuff up. There was nothing. That's mm-hmm. why I asked him, who are you? Yeah. Um, but again, there are, there were some red flags, even when he was, you know, telling these lies, I should have known like, okay, what 22 year old is like, has yeah. all of these successes. Like it just didn't even, it didn't even make sense. Like the timelines wouldn't add up. It's like, okay, so what did you start? Like he's, he also claimed he was a CEO of some clothing company or something. Right. Like, okay. So did you start this company when you were like 15? Right. Like just it, there were so many things that I should have caught and like, you know, that that's why your moms are watching and probably so many other people caught, you know, Mm -hmm. caught them. But yeah, like I said before, I was blinded by like my ego. I was like, I just got an exclusive bitches. Like this is awesome. (laughs) You're going to listen to me. Are you ready? (laughs) I know. And he even said at one point, he was like, I turned down Heather McDonald's podcast on yours. And I was like, oh my God. Like I literally felt so proud and then later I know but then later he like used that same thing against me and was like well I had to go on your podcast because you're small and if I went on Heather's podcast like the reach is too big and I would for sure be sued and I was like oh my god why couldn't you should have just kept that to yourself like that was the meanest thing you did all day (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no and you know that's like just the other way that we know that he's a complete narcissistic sociopath is because it's like he, he, it's like, build yet, build yet, build yet. Well, you're little. It's like, yeah. okay, we don't even know you like right. at all, yeah. sir. Yeah. yeah, no, 100%. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, now if you Google him, a lot will come up, but a week ago, like we said, there was right. nothing. nothing a week ago, a week ago, if you Google me, stuff comes up, like it, my yeah. podcast comes up. So exactly. there you go. Exactly, <laughs> Patrick, are you yeah. listening? Yeah, we know you are. Stuff <laughs> Google me, up. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> But really, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Did I like it? I went really low there. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) Bitch. (laughs) He just brings it out in me. He makes me really angry and like, you know, he gets my testosterone boiling. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I just, I'm, I can't get over it. I really can't get over it. Yeah. It's definitely been one of the um like wildest experiences i've had as a bravo podcaster mm-hmm. um and this is coming from someone who has been in a full-fledged fight with Tamara Judge. Oh I've been God. I've been stood up on a date by Jen Shaw. Um, oh my like God. I've, I've I've had some I've had some like weird experiences with housewives. Before. Yeah. Um, but this like takes the cake in terms of weird Bravo shit. Right. Well, because the reason that this is like so unsettling, I think, is because like he the the things that he said and like the accusations that he dropped like were so big that I think almost anyone would be taken aback hearing that for the first time. Like face to face, if someone was telling me like Harry Hamlin XYZ and Lisa Ren is a racist, like I would be like, 
what? Like, yeah. Yeah. I and, wouldn't and be like, tell me how you know that, you know, well, right, exactly. right off the bat. It takes practice. Exactly. And especially like the racist thing and the way he said it right. was very, um, he was like dancing around it, you know? Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I don't want to pry too much. I'm, you know, he's, he's not saying exactly what she said. Right. So I'm not going to push it because I don't want to make him uncomfortable. Clearly, right. Cause what it's racist. Is, right. And, he, and what he's saying is that Lisa said this and it made him uncomfortable. So I'm right. not going to make him say it again. And right. with all of this said, just quick interjection. Um, if the real housewives of Beverly Hills ladies are listening, this is exactly how you deal with crystal and what's going on with crystal right now. She's saying guys, something was said. It, it made me really uncomfortable. That's why I responded, but I don't want to talk about it. And they're like pushing her to bring it up, but it's yeah. like, it was an uncomfortable situation. So you just let it, you just let it die. You yeah. Know? So that's what I did. I wasn't trying to be a Kyle Richards about it. You know, no. <laughs> it just so happened that that's what happened. Right. Totally. <laughs> and honestly, Kyle Richards, like, I, I can't believe I'm admitting this out loud, but she's my favorite. Yeah. There's something about Kyle. Um, she, love her or hate her. She is the grounding force of Beverly Hills. Yes. I, I will always give her that. She is like, I mean, granted, her lifestyle is very unrelatable, but in the Beverly Hills universe, she's kind of like the everyman of that mm-hmm. group. So I, I like Kyle too. Yeah. Yeah. Most days. I love her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Most days. I was like really not into her when she was like sitting down on the ground, like telling Crystal that her feelings didn't matter because Dorit was upset and it's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. I've taken this whole uh, situation with like them policing Crystal's feelings um, really hard. I actually yeah. have been like going through my own friend drama of yeah. late and it's that same kind of situation. There's like, uh, there, there was a, a situation between me and another friend and then a third friend on the outside was just kind of like policing my feelings about it yeah. and like how I, like, you know, I was trying to explain how I felt and they were like, well, I, you know, you're wrong and you need oh. to, you need to handle it this way. And so I was like, no, Kyle, no. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. Right. (laughs) Telling me my feelings don't matter. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. But it's, that's what I love about the real housewives. And I know that like people that don't get it just don't get it um, because they think it's just like a bunch of screaming banshees, but there is so much that it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. And there's so much that we can like take away from it. And there's so much that I really do relate to. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's I helping mean, guide your relationships with your friends right now. Like 100%. And, and what it guided me to is like no longer being friends with them. <laughs> good for you. Honestly, you. snip, snip. Like we it has to happen. Yeah. Let it go. Let yeah. it go. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing like all of this with us. I yeah. shook it to my core. I'm so excited. Um, can you let everyone know where they can find you and plug all your stuff? Yeah, of course. So um, you can find my uh, blonde hair, black heart social media is just at blonde hair, black heart on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and then the podcast comes out uh, every Monday, put new episodes out anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, I don't know, like if you put a shell up to your ear and you can hear a podcast, <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then my personal, uh, social media is at Blake, but there's seven A's in it. So it's like, Blake. <laughs> so, there you go. So find me there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. And everybody make sure you're following us too at allegedly Bravo. Bye. Bye.